I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Let's be honest, it's not easy thinking about our own death or what might happen to loved ones once we go. But having a will in place is of utmost importance and can save a lot of trouble once we do go. But how can we go about making a will? How does the process work? My first guest has over 17 years experience working with people, helping them draw up a will and guiding them through the process. She's back by popular demand. I'm delighted to be joined once again by solicitor Elaine Byrne, who has some big news for us today. How are you doing? Elaine. Good morning, Sinead. Thank you so much for having me on. I just really enjoy chatting to you. Oh, I'm delighted to have you and a big, massive congratulations to you because you have some big news to share with us today, don't you? Yes. So, um, yeah, so as listeners probably know, um, I have always worked with Regan McEntee and Partners in Trim, where I've been really happy but I've decided to open my own practice. I, I suppose it's, look, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I'm so fortunate because I love my work. I love the clients that I work with and probably like yourself, Sinead, I don't see it as work. I yeah. just really enjoy what I do. And an opportunity came up. So my lovely sister-in-law, Aileen, and my brother, Billy, they have a pharmacy in Atboy and they have a lovely office above them and look when the opportunity came up I said I would just go for it as a boy is a lovely town and I suppose the whole the idea and the thought process behind it is the concept of excellence in legal care and I put excellence in inverted commas but we are just going to specialise in the area of wills and probate and nursing homes and trusts so I think by necessity we'd have to develop some kind of um, expertise And then the other idea is legal care. And I think, look, as solicitors, we are so privileged to be in a position of trust. And like, and I I suppose particularly wills and probate, it's Mm. such a difficult um, and sensitive area. And I think that we can be quite vulnerable speaking about it. So look, I'd hope that we'd have empathy, that we'd have understanding. And the other aspect then of care is that I suppose, look, if somebody approaches us, it's not just a file, it's not just a number. We we genuinely care about uh, what we do and we try and get the best results for the person. Oh, I've no doubt you're going to be a great success. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with this. It's absolutely fantastic news. And, you know, thanks for coming back to us because never have I had so many letters, calls, emails about how beneficial people found this when we did this last year. So it's a really good idea. 
to do a bit of a refresher on this at the start of the year it's a great time to kind of get the legal affairs in order but making a will is not easy you know people put it off you know and I think the the main reason is that we don't like to think about (laughs) about our own demise but tell me about the whole process so how does this work first of all what is a will what is a will yeah so I suppose a will it's a document in which a person so if it's a gentleman he's called a testator and if it's a lady, it's called a testatrix. And we set out our wishes in relation to certain matters which are to take effect on our death. So it's really important to remember, it only takes effect on one step so that we can amend it and update it as many times as we would like. And I suppose if, I'm, if we're advising somebody in a will, I suppose we always think, try to think down the line a bit and we try to think how practically is this going to work? And, you know, when it comes to the time and maybe if we're reading the will out, you know, we, we don't want to have any altercations or rows. We want oh God, no. to be tax efficient. So, like, we're advising now, but, I, and I think for all solicitors, you know, we will always think of down the line. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of the process then, so say, for example, I'm to go into you, uh, I, wa- I want to get this done. Do I need to have any documents with me or what, what happens when at the first meeting? Yeah, so I just I prepared just a, a list of the information yeah. that you would need um, for any solicitor. And so I don't know if there's any listener, even if you've a, a pen and paper, maybe I could send it to you after because hopefully it's a good practical list. Yeah. So the first thing that you will need is your ID and your address verification. The second and really important thing is you will need a copy of any previous will. And if you're changing it, you know, and particularly if it's a big change that, say, today I'm leaving my house to Jim and then in my latest will I'm leaving my house to Mary, just a reason why am I changing it. Also then a note of your family circumstances. So are you single or are you married? And I suppose particularly if any of us are separated or divorced, so just a copy of those orders. Then maybe a note, so have you any children, any children with additional needs maybe? The other thing that's really useful to prepare is a note of any assets. So, for example, if you own a home, whose name is the house in? Where are the deeds? Have you mortgage protection? And just the final thing to think about is just who will you appoint as executor? And this is a really important role. It's the person who will attend to everything after your day. Okay, so more often than not, you know, it's it's maybe if it's the case of parents, maybe a child is the executor, perhaps the eldest. Is that the norm? Yeah. So, and actually, a question that I'm asked a lot is, can a beneficiary also be an executor? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you, yeah. So absolutely. So I can make a will and I can leave my property to my three children, but I can also name one of those children or any of those children as an executor and they can't I think maybe perhaps there's a bit of confusion because a witness to a will cannot benefit okay but an executor can okay so that's the difference so who would be a witness then to a will so the witness then will be so your solicitor will sort that out so when you go to your solicitor it's most likely maybe the solicitor and maybe um, his or her legal secretary so you don't have to worry about witnesses that will be sorted for you 
Okay, I am getting a couple of questions for you, um, Elaine, on 0861800658. Can you ask the solicitor, uh, oh yeah, we've, we've answered that, what do you need to take with you in making will and if making a change? So you've gone through that, that list. Uh, also, is it completely new will then and is there new fees um, when it comes to changing the will? That's, that's interesting, actually. Yeah, so I, I would say that it depends on the nature of the change. So say if I have a will made and... I'm changing maybe just the name of the executor, just a small change. Most likely there wouldn't be any fee for that, you know, because it would be um, a very small change. But sometimes it could be an entirely new will that maybe, you know, I had left property to somebody and the person had passed away or maybe I sold the property so that in reality I'm starting from scratch. So I think it probably would be a whole new fee in that context if if it's entirely new. But it'll just depend on the nature of the change um, but I would say, yeah, it's really important that if it, if there's a, a big change to a will, just to really explain the reasons for that. And again, it's just to think down the line that say if the will is questioned yeah. or, you know, say the example that I gave earlier, if that's the first beneficiary isn't happy and is challenging the will, that we can say, well, the will was changed because of X, Y, and Z, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, getting another one here from you, for you from Tom. Hi, Sinead. Great to have someone talking about wills. Could you tell us what happens if an elderly couple with six adult children doesn't make a will? Uh, he says, thank you, by the way, they're listening now. Um, okay, so uh, look, at, you know, a lot of people do put off uh, making a will. I mean, what happens then, you know, if there are assets like the house or if there's money? What happens if there's no will at all? I'm sure it's a bit of a mess, is it? Okay, so thank you, Tom. So, um, yeah, so if I suppose, say we've a husband, yes, we've a husband and wife and we have six children. So we'll just, sorry, I, I'm going to pick on the poor husband. Okay. So we'll say if he passes away first. So if he doesn't have a will, we are looking at the rules of intestacy. So anything in his sole name will be divided as to two thirds to his wife and the remaining one third to his six children. Now, my concern in that instance would be that, you know, the the wife is living in the house and Mm -hmm. obviously it's her home. And some of the children say, look, of course, that the house and the money, everything should belong to to the wife. But two of the children say, do you know what? Mm, No, I think that I should be entitled to some of the money or some of the house. And and that's a difficult scenario so that if... um, you know, so that if those two are holding out yeah. that, um, you know, the house won't pass to to his wife then or all of the money won't pass. And I just think that you could be setting it up for a situation of conflict. So I just wonder, might that couple, for example, might they consider making a will and they could possibly have two parts. So they could have part A and they could say, right, if something happens to me, I leave everything to my lovely wife or my lovely husband. And then if something happens, both of us, you know, maybe we want to divide it all between our six children. Uh, We want to appoint one or two of them as executors. If we have any specific funeral wishes, we can include that. So I just think, so in that scenario, just by making a will, you're leaving it so much easier for those that you leave behind.
Yeah, and there's no conflict or any of that. And look, I know there's a lot of questions coming in on this, okay, about how much it costs. And uh, Mick and Kel is asking, can I make a new will with any solicitor if I've one made? Is there any help with payments for anyone on job seekers? So he's asking a couple of things there. In terms of, I know different solicitors, it's different costs for different solicitors. So you will get a quote, isn't that right, Elaine? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can price around, there's, um, you know, probably lots of different um, prices. Um, some solicitors, you know, you might pay in installments. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, I don't think that the cost of a will is prohibitive. Um, so it's probably in the region, maybe, I'm just throwing it out there, maybe €200 Euro plus fast, that kind of amount. Okay. But I would say it will depend on the circumstances. So say if there's somebody and, you know, maybe if they've quite a lot of assets and, you know, the will, there might be a lot of consultations, there might be uh, dealings with the tax advisor or maybe a farm advisor or the other example maybe is if um, a client maybe is separated and there's a family law aspect to it. So it just, it depends on the circumstances but absolutely I would say for listeners the cost of a will isn't prohibitive. So if it's something that you wanted to do, you know, I, I, I think you would get over the cost but um, it, it will vary and it will vary, I suppose, depend largely on our own circumstances. Uh, I'm going here with another one. Hi, Sinead. I wanted to make a will, but my husband doesn't want it. He says we're too young. We're in our early 50s. We have a mortgage together and three children. Can I go ahead? This lady's wondering. Um, yeah, so um, you could. Um, I'm just wondering... You know, I suppose you're not going to be covered for a scenario, God forbid, if something happened to you yeah. and your husband at the same time. So, look, ideally, and I know what your husband is saying, um, you know, like very often we think of a will for somebody much, much older. But, you know, I suppose, look, unfortunately, none of us know. I would certainly encourage any listener to at least consider making a will at various stages in life. In life. And remember, it can always be up be updated but I think irrespective of age it's definitely something to consider. Okay and we're, we're running out of time but I'm going to go to one more question here um, what if the wife passed away first would it still be the same? Yeah we've gone through that if they make the will together uh, you know both parties kind of say well if I die first the house goes to my wife or vice versa isn't that it? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's okay. generally what couples might do. Yeah. And, and what about the executor? Does the executor have to sign anything? I'm getting a question on that. No, so absolutely not. I would say it is advisable to tell your executor. Okay. Um, and also, actually, really important, please make sure that your executor knows where your will is. Oh, yeah. So oh, God. If something happens, yes. That um, your ex- well, first of all, that your executor knows that there is a will. And then secondly, that rather than you know, your executor having to phone every solicitor in Meath and Loud that they know it's with this particular solicitor. It just leaves it much more straightforward. Elaine, as always, absolutely brilliant having you on. I'm getting so many more messages, but I'm running fast out of time here. We will definitely come back to you on this because I know there's a lot of questions that people still have about this. At the moment, we know that you're just new in your, your new office at the moment. Are you giving out contact details or would you rather wait until you're settled in and we can give them out again? You know, I think, like, for the minute, so I'm still, I suppose, working as a consultant with my good pals in Regan McEntee. The office, we literally, we've been our electrician, we've our plumber there, so it's probably <laughs> early for yeah. our contact details in at Spoy, but 
look, absolutely, if anybody wants to contact me through Regan McIntyre's or if there's any way that we can help, just give us a shout. And hopefully the next time Sinead will be up and running in at Foy. Oh, I've no doubt. Thank you so much, Elaine, for joining me. Elaine Byrne there. She's getting her own practice EB solicitors in at Foy. But in the meantime, you can give her a shout at Regan McEntee 046 943 That's 046 943 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM.